Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am glad that you joined us today. I've got a very special guest with me today. Many years ago, I've been there at the mission for maybe about 14 years now. And it's been, I've been volunteering down there way beyond that, but it has been my honor, my pleasure to be there these last 14 years. And I hope to be there many more, but that's up to the Lord, not up to me. But when I got there, there was a gentleman that had gone through the program. He was interning, and he had been interning actually longer than he should have been. He is, and he, he probably wouldn't appreciate me saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway, that he's a man of integrity and honesty, and, and I am. I hired him when I got there. He later became the van driver and, and drives to this day for us. Uh I am also glad that over the years, besides being simply an employee that I hired, he, he has also become a friend that I can trust. Uh, he's outspoken, stubborn, hearted. Oh, no, did I say that? <laughs> but I appreciate him. I appreciate his forthrightness. I also appreciate, as I do for any anyone that works there and anyone that is around me, one of the greatest things that I have appreciation for is when you are committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because without that, what we do is meaningless. And so I would like to introduce to all of you Mike Blaine, who is the van driver. Many of you have probably met him, but Michael, say hello to everybody. Well, hello, Sacramento, um, and thank you for that wonderful introduction, mm-hmm. although it was a little over the top. But well. uh, And by the way, we hope that you're at the mission for many, many more years <laughs> oh, to come, you, too. Brother. I'll give you the money later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Uh, Mike has an interesting perspective, and he has something that I I would imagine that many of us never stop and think about. Mike was out on the street for a long time. He always told me he was not homeless. He he had a home, and it happened to be outside. But along with that, Mike also maintained a job all the time. He got up, he went to work every day, he paid his taxes, he did all those kind of things, but he still was homeless. So he wasn't unproductive, he wasn't uh, you know, malingering on the streets or doing anything. He was a productive member of society, although at a little wayward, uh, because he was still doing a lot of the things that he ought not do because, just like all of us, he had a sin nature and he was indulging in those sins. And by the way, I'm not excluding myself. I was just as sinful as anybody else, and, and and still am, but I happen to be covered by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we pray for him, Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, and you need to. And so, um, Michael, tell me a little bit about, I, I've, I think it's interesting how you finally heard about the mission and got to the mission. Would you tell the folks how that went? Oh, um, well, the way I heard about the mission, you live on the streets, and of course, you have to eat. 
and uh, the mission puts on a, a wonderful meal every night. And uh, they have clothing and showers, uh, which are necessary for for most people. <laughs> there's yeah. there's a couple of people I used to know that didn't care much for the showers, but uh, so I I would go to the to the mission and take advantage of the. I had a locker there. The mission has lockers, and so I didn't have to carry everything that I I owned on my back. I I could leave it in a locker. How's that locker thing work? Oh, it's it's fantastic. As a matter of fact, I have a locker story. But, yeah, um, go ahead and <laughs> well, tell us. Well, first of all, they rent the lockers. I, I think it's up to $2 a week now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they went, I, I was on the street, had a locker, and I had broken the law. We won't say anything more than that. <laughs> but So I had to go to jail for a little while. And uh, so I wrote a letter to the mission and said, hey, I'm, I'm kind of— uh, I'm I'm locked up. I just tell it like it is. I'm locked up. I'm not getting out for another month, so uh, I forfeit my locker. Well, when I got out, um, I I had the key to the locker, and I, of course I turned that in. I wanted my ten dollar deposit. Sure, you put a deposit down on a on a on a locker, and uh, when I went to turn in my key. Uh, the fellow who ran the the lockers at that time, his I think that was uh, Howard, wasn't it? Could be. It, anyways, uh, he he said, "Well, just open your locker," <laughs> and I did. There's all of my stuff, and mm-hmm. he said, "Just just pay us when you can." Mm-hmm. And so I didn't lose all of my stuff. I still had a locker. I was very grateful. So uh, they're very. Uh, accommodating at the mission they they're understanding at the mission when it comes to little things just little things but the little things mean so much to the homeless they really do uh the fact that i could come in on on a hot hot summer day and and go into the chapel where we have the swamp coolers going it's cooler and uh, i could relax out of the sun for a minute i could hear god's word every night uh, get get my belly full, and we eat very well at the, at the mission. Uh, over the years, it's just gotten better and better and better. Uh, that's why you don't see a whole lot of thin homeless people in our area. Uh, the food's good, the the cook's great. Um, so the 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 fact that the mission is still standing is a testament to God's glory. Because Amen. the main thing that the mission does, the reason for the showers. The reason for the clothing, the reason for for everything that the mission does um, is so that we can have somebody in that pulpit 365 nights a year, and twice on Sunday, by the way. Uh, you know that. Yeah, it's yeah. not just a saying. <laughs> yeah, no, twice on Sunday. We have a morning service and an evening service and, and a wonderful meal after that. But that the, the whole purpose is so that, that God can be glorified, that Jesus Christ Amen. can be glorified. And uh, for that, I'm grateful because uh, although I always believed in God when I lived on the streets and I tried to do what was right, I failed miserably, but I tried. Yeah, we um, all do that. Yeah, uh, the the fact that that God was there, but I wasn't following Him. When I came to the mission, that that turned around. It it uh, God changes people. How else am I going to put that? Once you let Christ into your heart and seek Him, not just you know, not just oh yeah, Hallelujah, Lord, and and then that's it for the week. Sure. Um, uh, but seek him, earnestly and honestly seek him daily through prayer, through reading of his word, uh, through the meditation of uh, on his word. Um, Jim Hughes taught me that. Old Jim Hughes has been there how long now? Uh, close to 30 years. 
maybe more than that. Maybe I don't know, because more. there was a time that he came and he was there, and then he went to be the director of Marysville, um, right? Right, right, yeah. And, and then, then he came, came back. back. Yeah. So um, quite a while. But what a remarkable man he is, and what a testimony he has. But he's the one that he I— He's a good testimony. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I asked him one time, uh, how do you stay so even-keeled? I mean, at night, things happen. You know, when you put uh, yeah. 170 people in a room and and some of them aren't quite sober, <laughs> you know, things can happen. And Jimmy never once got all excited, never well, lost his Well, one time school. he did. Oh, you saw that? No, he told about me about it. Oh? Uh, apparently what happened, there was an altercation outside, and Jim Hughes, who is not a, a particularly tall man, he's kind of diminutive in that regard, but he's not a... He, he's a tough guy, too, though. Oh, yeah. So he went outside, and he was trying to break things up, and he turned around, and he started to walk back in the mission, and somebody clocked him on the side of the face. Sucker punched him right in the side of the head, mm. and he got so mad, he went in his office, he grabbed a baseball bat, <laughs> he turned around, and he started to walk down the hallway, and he was, and this is, you know, 35 years ago, but he said, and I'm walking down, and I'm looking at the baseball bat. And Jimmy, if you're listening out there, maybe I got this a little messed up. But all of a sudden, he realized, what the heck am I doing? I am. Is this what God would have me do? Seek revenge? And he said, I, I shocked myself. And he said, I didn't want to do it. And I, and he put down the bat and and went to the Lord in prayer, as as we are. But you know what? Sometimes we get angry. I did want to say one thing about the lockers that you were talking about. The $10 deposit is for having to repair or replace the locks. That, and the key. The key that goes into the locker. Because we have not a padlock that goes on there, but a lock that is inserted in the door. And if somebody doesn't bring back the key or whatever, or they ruin it. And then the $2 that we charge is really just, you need to have skin in any game uh, to keep people on the up and up. Otherwise, they put their stuff in there and they could walk away for a year and who cares? Right, right. So it's and really, they're, we're they're not trying to make lockers anything. lockers, too. They're big lockers. They are big lockers. Um, you can fit a lot of stuff in there. And what? And that is really a, a lifesaver for a lot of homeless. Especially because, if they have a job that they want to yeah. lock up their stuff while they're gone. Because, uh, you know, if you're out there, there's no place. And Michael has told me stories. There's no place you can hide your stuff. Somebody can't no, find it. No, you just don't do that. You you carry what you own on your back. Uh, if you leave it, stash it, uh, tuck it under some roots along the river, whatever you do, somebody will find it. <laughs> yeah, but and that's true. And so having a locker that you can put stuff in, because a guy like Michael who was working at a restaurant, you know, you need you can't just clothes. carry all your stuff around all right. the time. And you know, Michael was never the guy with the shopping cart and twenty tons of stuff. Just what you need to get by. Not. I never mm, had a tent. Yeah. I, I just had the tarp. I'd throw that down to keep the sleeping bag clean. My backpack, a few tools for my bike, change of clothes, little hygiene. Uh, that was it. That yeah. was it. And clean clothes in the locker. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and you know. I always admired Michael's work ethic because he never was, he's never been lazy. He's never, you know, and not only that, it's not that he was, he came from a, a horrible family and, and he never had a job and he was out on the street and he was 
always doing drugs. He did do drugs and alcohol, but uh, throughout his lifetime, he's worked at a lot of pretty decent jobs. Oh, yeah. Right? A lot of interesting and uh, kind of uh, outdated jobs. Not many people nowadays can say, oh, yeah, I was a logger. Or, uh, I was a cowboy. Or yeah. or even I, I worked on the pipeline up in Alaska when they first got that going. And that, that was a... Something I'll always remember. He yeah. had a couple of outdated jobs. He worked yeah. with uh, Fred Flintstone in the quarry. Uh, you know, he <laughs> okay, and Barney. George Jetson. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. no, he's younger than I am, so I can't make too much fun of him. <laughs> if Jim were here, I could make fun of him. There, yeah. No, but I love them both. But the bottom line is that he's cowboyed. He's He's been a logger. He's done Journeyman all those painter, kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah journeyman painter. A gold painter. miner. I was he's a made diver money. on a dredge. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he was married. He had a daughter, and and uh, there's She's a lot. She's a police of, officer in Vallejo, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot of things that Michael has done, and a lot of things he regrets. But I got news for you. Um, I was never out on the street. Never did any of those things per se. But I did a whole lot of other things that I certainly would never be proud of. Before I was walking with Christ, like you said, Michael. Mm-hmm. I thought I believed in God. I believe in God, that Jesus Christ, we we celebrate Christmas and Easter, Easter. and all that stuff, right? And uh, I I was doing air conditioning. I was doing a lot of things I ought not do, a lot of drinking, a lot of things that I, that I did since I was a young guy. And uh, because I wasn't homeless, because I had a good job, I had a trade, doesn't mean that I was in any better shape than the guy out on the street that doesn't know Christ. Yeah, without Christ, we're you know, we're pretty much equal, and and yeah. in in Christ's eyes, we're equal anyway. It's exactly yeah. right. You know, I've always said to the guys, and you can ask Michael if you ever see him. I drew a I drew a pyramid on the top of uh, a blackboard, or it's actually a whiteboard. You know, I I don't even know if they have blackboards anymore, but <laughs> but I drew a picture of a a pyramid, and I said at the very top of the pyramid is the pastor, right there. And the second line down are your deacons, and then the congregation underneath. I said, now, you need to take that pyramid and you need to turn it upside down because those who are going to lead need to be the servants of all. And and that's not just something I say. I believe really truthfully that when a pastor, when a, a politician, when a leader of any kind, when it goes to their head and they start feeling like they're the king, everybody's in trouble including themselves. Yeah. And so uh, well, I, I tried to listen to my people there and try not to be a dictator. Oh, know. he's a great boss. You really are. Well, <laughs> you're, a, you're a good boss. You're a uh, very honest and, and uh, merciful man, too. I think they um, think I'm a little too squishy at times. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say that because I work for the guy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, he's a great boss. He's honest. He's fair. Um, and we're grateful to have him. Very, well, very grateful to have him. I love the Lord, and I love the mission, and I love the people that God has, has placed with me to work in his fields. Uh, there's just no other place that I would rather be serving than at the Union Gospel Mission. There just really isn't. I don't, there's it's a family. It's it is. truly a family. It you, is. You, at least I have over the years come to love them. Me too. Uh, you know, so when you can go to work every day and enjoy what you're doing, then I once heard it said it's not even work. If yeah. you enjoy what you're doing, 
You'll um, never work a day in your right. life is what the yeah. saying is. Yeah, 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 that's it. And then uh, I was trying to get in a scripture there, but you keep bringing new scriptures to my mind. <laughs> you were, you were talking about ahead, you, take, you take that pyramid and flip it upside down. It's exactly what Christ said. He came to serve. And, and when he was instructing the disciples, the apostles, you, you know, this is, this is how, how I want you to be as I have served you, so serve others. Um, that's putting others first. And uh, if, if the whole world did that, uh, wouldn't it just pretty much be heaven on earth? It would be great, with the one exception that for those, no matter how kind or how good they might be, how humble they might be, without Jesus Christ, there is no hope in this world or into the next. And the reality is that Jesus did come and he said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. But one day he's coming back, Mm -hmm. and this time he's coming with judgment. Amen. And we need to not be caught and fall into the hands of an angry God. That is a place you do not want to be, and you don't have to be. No, no. You know, uh, he came, he, he died for us. You know, the mission, the mission is, is a lot of things. Uh, we get criticized on one side, and then we get complimented on the other side, and, and all those kind of things. But it's like everything else. It's you, you keep about your business. You, you keep going down that straight path the best you can, understanding you're human, understanding you're going to fail, understanding you're going to make mistakes. But, you know, when I was in the trade, we used to say it's not whether a contractor makes a mistake that wh- is whether he's a good contractor or not. It's how he takes care of those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so self-examination in the walk of Christ is a huge thing, right? A and daily, responsibility. A, yeah, a daily a daily thing. Uh, and that gets back to what Jim said, Jimmy yeah. Hughes. When I asked him how come he never was all upset or ever down in the dumps, he just said, because I spend an hour with God yeah. every day before Amen. I go to work. Uh, that's in the reading of the word, prayer. And uh, I, I believe that with all my heart, that without that, uh, each day would be a little tougher to deal with, and that that walk no that I cherish wouldn't be as close as as uh, I would love it to be, or as God wants it to be. Well, my walk is not everything I would want it to be, but uh, certainly. But your dancing is. That's yeah. what I yeah, like very, about. Very He's a great yeah. dancer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, to to Michael's point, uh, I just got a a book of few months ago, well, not just, I guess it's been before Christmas or something like that. It was by Paul David Tripp, and it's called New Morning Mercies. And one of my chaplains, Ernie King, uh, Pastor King, gave me the book. And Olga and I had, that's my wife, had been doing uh, a little daily devotional, but it was different. So we started doing this one. And to your point, Michael, you know, sometimes you're in a hurry, sometimes you're tired, you're running behind. And but I still go ahead and I read that to Olga, and then we read the the accompanying Bible verse. It's sometimes a whole a chapter, yeah. uh, but at any rate, we do that. And then, as I was telling Michael the other day and several other people, at night, I read one one chapter. Now, that's not saying that that's all I do during the day. I'm talking about above any study I'm doing, any sermon I'm preparing, any, any 
place you have I'm your going own down. Private time with God's word. And I God. just take right before I go to bed, and I just do it in in section. I'm in Revelation eight right now, but um, I just take one chapter right before I go to sleep, and and I'm not I'm not cross referencing it. I'm not pulling out the commentaries. I'm not. What I'm doing is I'm just reading that one chapter of God's word into my heart at night. And then there'll, you know, because the next day is going to be Bible studies. There's going to be sermon preps. There's going to be all those things, counseling with people sometimes. But this is just an individual thing. And so I can truthfully say, listen, in my day, I I can read one chapter. I know you can read one chapter. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And it will enrich your life. And if you can, a morning Bible study or a little a little devotional before you go, you and your wife, you and your husband, your children, whatever, it will draw you closer and it will make you think more of the kingdom throughout the day. And and what you were saying is in reading that chapter right before bed, uh, I forget who said it, but they said if if. God's word is the last thing on your mind. It'll be the the first thing on your mind in the morning. And that's, again, it is for me. I don't get out of bed without thanking God for the morning. Amen. And, and asking, nor should we. And, nor should we, correct. Or asking for help through the, through the day. You know, help me to be loving. Help me to be understanding, mm-hmm. patient, kind. Help me to do your good will. And, and we all need God's help in order to do that. Um, I know I do, and I'm... Pretty sure after all these years that all the people I know, they need God's word and God's spirit to help them through each day to do the, the we, will of God. We so, do. As yeah. many of you know, my wife has MS in it, and there are times that tomorrow uh, is a frightening specter. You know, uh, how do I take care of her? What do I do? I'm not capable of this. But by the same token, uh, I've never been capable of doing anything. God alone is capable of handling tomorrow and he knows what tomorrow brings. I know he has our eternity in his hands. Um, so it's but it it can be a it can be a scary thing. I mean, you know, as as primary progressive MS gets worse, you know, you see the declination in in a person and you want to know how I can best best take care of her. And uh, I, I, I couldn't give you the answer. I, with, the answer comes help, for tomorrow. <laughs> with God's help, with your friends, uh, with prayer. And Olga is so brave. Such a remarkable uh, example of a godly woman. Um, uh, it's, it's really an honor to be her friend. Well, and you, you know, I will. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, yeah. But your wife, what a, uh, what a joy. And, you know, she loves the folks at the mission, including Michael. Uh, <laughs> Mike, we're down to one minute. Uh, would you like to say anything? And then we'll, I'll get you to stay over. We'll do another one, and, and uh, we'll, we'll air that the following okay. week. So, Well, we've brother? been talking about God's Word. How about we end with the Scripture? Sure, go ahead. All right. Um, Psalms 119. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. I've hidden thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You know what? That is a perfect scripture. And just to let all of you know, as, as we go from here, that that will be the song of our hearts is to, to lean not 
on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him as God. And so, my dearest friends out there, as always, may God hold you in the palm of his hand until we meet again. Amen. Nowhere to live, nowhere to fall. He used to have money, but he's wasted it all. His face is a photograph burned in my mind But I pretend not to see him for the 21st time You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.